you know, going coming back from a wedding last night, you know, you see all these couples, they're all in love. You know, some of you, you could tell from like some people's body language and like the way they kind of present themselves with the partner that they're with, like, oh, this is like a first date. This is like, you know, a new relationship. And they just kind of go into a wedding to kind of, you know, just kind of yeah, have something fun to do. Right. I mean, we've all seen that, right, Adam? Once or twice, maybe three times in your case. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Damn, that's some shade, dude. <laughs> anyway, just, you know, just seeing all those couples, you know, being at a wedding kind of reminded me back, you know, when I was on the dating scene not too long ago, right? And it kind of brought up mm. these memories of me attempting to flirt with girls, you know? So I would text them like, hey, girl, what yes. are you up to? And, you know, they just kind of yes. do the shy thing like, oh, not much, you. And, you know, of course, I'd just be like, yo, I'm just playing with my dick. So, <laughs> And then she be like you know and, and and i know how that sounds right like you know so the way they would text me back and be like oh god really you know you're really you're that kind of guy and i'd be like no no it's nothing weird like that i just have a younger cousin that's name is dick and we're just hanging we're just playing we're just hanging oh. out right and, be, and then you know she'd be like oh that's really sweet what are you guys doing and i'd be like i'm just jerking him off <laughs> <laughs> That's my dick, right? That's my dick. That's my dick. My dick. dick. Well, I'm feeling a little bit more awake now. (laughs) Welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Adam episode 0382, baby. We got a week off. You know, Adam, you know, took some time off to go visit some family, went sightseeing in Nevada for a little bit. You know, did you have a good time, my friend? I visited mermaids in a mermaid tank. Yeah. You know, Las and, Vegas is a weird city. I hadn't been there since like 2007. An enslaved, no, from the way you describe it, it was an enslaved mermaid. That's like, you know, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, um, like the, the whales in, um, sea, yes. at sea world. <laughs> Black, blackfish. Yes. Blackfish. Yes. I mean like the, the, this girl, like she just, you can tell that she's been beaten into submission, mm-hmm. but, uh, she jumps in that tank, man. And she swims with those fishes and uh she's she's incredible yeah um, she gets she gets whacked with two by fours just for a little piece of mackerel at the end you know? <laughs> exactly but she comes down there she she poses for pictures through the glass with all the little children and it's one of those weird things where like you know she's not breathing even though she like takes a hit off of a off of a i don't know a tube with oxygen i don't know yeah. what you'd call hold, it. hold up kids <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta i gotta <laughs> i gotta get my vape <laughs> right so she takes a hit off of that and then she'll like pose with the kids, but then like as the parents fumble with their with their phones, and you're just like, oh my god, that girl's in there, just like not breathing right oh now. Oh my gosh, like, it, it, it's it's mesmerizing and 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 frightening all at the same time. And you're just like, you know, what if she just like like it, like just loses consciousness right there in front of like all of these children? Yeah, what if she like, bellies Ooh. up? She is a fish after all. <laughs> I know floats up to the surface, but no, she was a con- constant professional wow. who knew how to hold her oxygen. And, uh, yeah, she was, she was pretty cool. And she would just like go down, you know, Iris was down there, like just, just like watching her, just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and she would just like, and then like this the girl would just come be. up in her face and, and wave to her and like do little, little hand hearts to her. And then like, she'd take a hit off of her oxygen and then she'd like blow the air out and like make it into a heart with the bubbles and you're just like, 
Whoa. How does that happen, man? I don't know. It's like a mixture of astonishment, arousal, but, but you're like feeling like you're the greatest parent in the world because you just exposed your child to this like modern marvel of, of human conditioning. Um, so it's just like, it's a mixture of emotions. So I, I, that was what I spent my, my weekend doing last week instead of podcasting. Well, I mean, I think you did the right thing here, <laughs> but uh, like now I'm thinking because your daughters are aged eight and three, respectively, and um, yes. like I'm trying to think like how what's going through their heads specifically, right? So your eight year old, <laughs> your eight year old, I, I think she's at that mm-hmm. age like where she knows it's just a, a body sock. At okay, that point. <laughs> all right, so. Yes, but, but she's at that, no that cusp though, which is why you can't tell, right? Like, does she know this is make believe? Like, when she's going to take a hit of oxygen, is that does she think that she's going for like a sea vape? I don't know, or you know, or does she think, or does she understand that this is a human in costume that needs oxygen to live? Or, but so now I'm thinking, like, your three year old definitely thinks this is a real mermaid. Mm-hmm. Now she now, that was the crazy part. Yeah, now whenever you guys take her to the beach or whatever, like she's going to expect real mermaids to show up now. It's exactly how you would how you, you would imagine like for me being on shrooms and you're just like watching everything it, like just 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 gloriously present itself to you like that was the look on Iris's face nice. as she was watching this like dude did I just like go to a different dimension where <laughs> <laughs> where humans live underwater and mm-hmm. and you know Nora was just like more like like. Like I, I, I get it. I get uh-huh. it. She's wearing like goggles for crying out loud. You know she gets. Oh okay. It, but... Oh, she didn't have her. <laughs> she didn't have her eyes open in the in the in the tank. Oh no! Wow. What a professional. That was... <laughs> that was okay. I mean, that way she can like see what's going on outside the tank as the parents fumble with their phone. Yeah, know, yeah. While she's being withheld oxygen. But <laughs> I guess it makes sense. <laughs> you can know, you imagine like you can. She wouldn't just like hold on to her oxygen tube. Like she would let it float off and then she would swim back to it. So if you're like not wearing goggles and like searching oh, for your sense. oxygen yeah. tube, like I, I would, I, I, it's, it's an OSHA issue at this point. That's true. Yeah. I was thinking right? about that too. Now that you said that, cause like, Oh, I'm sure that at, at one point, you know, they had the actress go down there without goggles to make it look more authentic, but then they mm-hmm. kept losing actresses to, to suffocation. Exactly. <laughs> Right. Like, well, this is the third time it's happened. Maybe we should just give her goggles. And like, you'd think she'd need to like attach the the tube to her wrist or something, but she doesn't, she just kind of lets it. And it doesn't really professional, go man. Look at that. I know. She always knows where it's at. So you're, so, so, so the moral crazy. story is that your youngest just had her first like ego death experience. Like she just had their first like was, fucking trip. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. And she hasn't stopped talking about it since. Nice. Oh wait, yeah. She's she stopped talking about it like three minutes later. She right, forgot. right. But yeah, you're right, man. You guys just became like officially the greatest parents in the world in her eyes. That's pretty cool. I guess so, man. But that city's weird. Don't try uh, to go looking for things before 10 a.m. You know, the city that never sleeps doesn't wake up until 10 a.m. Oh, that's true. There's yeah. nothing, nothing open. There's except like for a Starbucks very, very small beans. block of time, which is like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., where like nothing's fucking <laughs> open. It's weird, except for like this random Wisconsin-based uh, cafe that we went to have breakfast at that's right next to like a, a bar covered in Green Bay Packers things. Oh, that very annoying. Been, that must have been fun like, for you. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, okay, we're here in like Raider country all of a sudden, and there's like this 
Green Bay sports bar. But hey, they served breakfast at seven a.m. when you know most normal people are eating breakfast. Yeah, like so a normal, kind of- like a normal fuck, like like a normal fucking city. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so that was what I did instead of listening to music on Saturday, but I listened to music on Friday and Sunday. Ah. I had to catch up because I missed a day. It was weird. When was, do you remember so the maybe, last time you spent a day without listening to music? Um, That really trashy day in Big Bear with the constant screaming and screaming and the oh, happiness of sledding, yeah. but screaming, more screaming and cold. But but in but in actuality, isn't that the real music to our ears? As as a father, yes. you know, isn't that <laughs> the real music? I know your children just like interacting with each other in blissful, blissful bliss. That's all uh, I can describe. Fun, it as. fun, fun. Well, let's get like, back. Can I, can I have that? Can I have that toy back that you just took from me? Oh, sure, sister. Here you go. I'm sorry that I took that without your permission. It's, I mean, it's like, so that's, good that's that we exactly... can have this conversation together, little and, <laughs> and or older sister. I'm so glad that our communication mm-hmm. has gotten to the point where that we can just interact with one another calmly and peacefully and really understand each other as siblings. Amazing. Amazing. So anyway, there was music to be listened to. New music. Ah, so much goddamn new music. Like you took the perfect time to take a vacation, bruv. It was a rough moment to choose, I know. I know. That's okay. We'll catch up uh, on this week's episode. As you can read in the description and the uh, episode title, we're going to be doing a track by track of, um, let's just say, the strongest album that came out. Uh, last week right i think it's safe to say that right i didn't listen to idola but i haven't heard you guys saying too much about it on discord so i don't think i missed too much <laughs> but i'm not familiar with that band at all well we, you you could just pull it up right now we can just do it track by track right now if you want <laughs> like oh man yeah swan core maybe i don't know if you so wish yeah we're gonna be doing a uh, track by track of the plot in you's fifth album uh, swan song uh, of course this is the follow-up to i guess technically it's the follow-up to the last time we heard land tours which was in uh oh, let me check my notes here oh yeah 2021 uh so yeah back in january <laughs> land tours released uh, another solo album uh, which you and i both enjoyed right i did it was yeah. an ep six tracks it was yeah, good exactly some and... good some good songs in there like for per- personally it didn't blow me away but it was a pleasant um you know pleasant start to the new year just having that ep there to regale us so yeah this is the long-awaited uh uh sequel or follow-up to the album dispose which you and i both love very very much uh it's a seems to be a runaway they runaway hit that album but uh yeah this is the this is a new one a lot of hype behind this one so we will share our thoughts which each of the songs uh coming right up but because it's been such a busy, busy last couple of weeks we got some albums to catch up on and we won't spend too much time on uh on most of these we i i I personally have like a lot of thoughts on a lot of these albums (laughs) i could talk your ear off on horizons east maybe we don't Mm. need to go there but i've got a lot to say about that album there's only one word that came to mind and it's a word that you started using to describe albums and i'll save it for when we talk about it but anyway oh my okay well well let's get started with idola since you brought it up uh this is a follow-up to i don't know what album was the last one i'm not a huge fan of this band (laughs) um to be perfectly honest i know like this band is a is a big hit and they seem to have a lot of you know they seem to have a strong fan base behind them um they just seem like 
a competent band with a songwriter who doesn't really know how to write hooks. Is that fair to say? Mm. I don't. I, I did not listen to this. So I know I you didn't listen to the Architect, but like I'm talking about Idola in in general. Sure. <laughs> That's as good as <laughs> an what, answer as I can guess. From what Daniel said, they have a lot of like Eastern philosophical religious undertones. Yeah, yeah. So like the the lyrical content in you know in, in listening back to the architect this past week, like the lyrical content is strong, but there aren't a lot of hooks in the songwriting. And so your enjoyment from Idola, particularly with the architect, in my opinion, is like your enjoyment's gonna widely be determined by how much you enjoy the musicianship which is very strong and it's very like refined there's a lot of like layered there's a lot of layered parts especially the guitar work how the bass work is very strong in the architect as well but again it's just it when you're just listening to a front man just kind of say stuff from his journal or from his wandering thoughts or from his just philosophy stuff that he's putting down it's not the most enjoyable thing to listen to in my opinion well i'm sure a lot of people can get a lot out of it but like yeah this one didn't really do much for me um i think adam it's safe to say that you could probably go ahead and still pass on this i know you're not the biggest idola fan as well even though this is like the the andrew wells like future lead singer of dgd as you guys have all been saying i don't think that's going to happen but i don't think so either but he seems to be like a touring member with, of that band. Um, there's a lot going mm-hmm. on with DGD at the moment too. And I don't know if mm-hmm. today is, is, is the episode to get into that, but yeah, there's looks like there's going to mm-hmm. be like some member shuffle and very public humiliation that's happened. Like as of this recording that happened oh. last night on tour. Um, but uh, Thank yeah, you, Daniel for your information. Oh, I read that fucking last night while I was like resting <laughs> outside on the patio. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so whatever's going on with DGD and Andrew Wells, you know, you know, best of luck to all those members uh, in, in involved. But yeah, I, for for me, I didn't really get too much out of the architect, other than like, oh wow, this is like a really cool guitar riff. Like it's like, oh, I really like that part there. But um, yeah, it was a it was it was a pass for me. But uh, yes, yeah, so I, I think it's safe to say you can pass on this one as well, Adam. If you need one less album to I mean, we, this year, I, we we probably should discuss the DGD news when we get to that, if we can get to that point. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll but, see how quickly we can get through these albums in. Okay, cool. So Idola, meh. Meh. Yeah. Uh, Spirit Box, Eternal Blue, the long anticipated, highly hyped album, uh, the debut album. I know they had a couple of, they had, they had an EP slash a singles compilation as well. If you, if you want to go look that up, but Eternal Blue is like the first proper uh, LP from Spirit Box. Cornela Plant joining me today. <laughs> when I wrote Discovering the What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Adam, I'm sure. I'm sure she, she was inspired by Shane. <laughs> Everyone's inspired by Shane. Uh, but yeah, former former front woman of uh, I wrestled her once. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, th- you know, her and her husband they they started this new band. You know, they had some other members collaborating as well, as far as the musicianship goes. Um, Adam, what'd you think of Eternal Blue, the long hyped album? <sighs> well, as you may have noticed, I listened to the other tracks from this band 
some weeks ago and never discussed them on the podcast because I wasn't oh, a fan, you, Mike. Oh, you did? I thought you only listened to Holy Roller. <laughs> I listened to whatever the hell their other EPs were called and nothing. Oh, the EPs. Zero. I see. Okay. Nothing was exciting about this. Oh. So at least this album had more hits than that. But dare I say, woof? Ooh, big is that, woof. Is, that, is it spirit I, woof? I, spirit woof. I don't like this album. I don't like this sound. Oh, okay. There, Does it sound a I little too it. generic to you? Or? I, I I was listening to it a couple days ago for the eighth time and just being like, I think I don't like girls and screaming. But then I listened to the Poppy album and I'm like, but I like this. <laughs> so I, I so I don't know what it is about this that doesn't click. It's just do you think it's just her not screams um, uh, in, in in particular are just kind of they sound too similar to other people's screams? Or it's not very like it's not very unique because, like, you know, Poppy screams so. is like guttural and it's like she's almost like screaming bloody murder. Right. Like it's, it's a it's, it's a very a intentional unique. scream. Right. It's a more unique sound where this is like I want to be. Bruh. Yeah. It, it just sounds like, like old architects. Bands. Yeah. And then it, it doesn't fit with her with her with her clean vocals for me so i don't know like interesting I, I, I liked i liked four of these tracks but that's not very many out of 11 okay for for me and i know i i'm, I'm kind of there with you as far as like the screaming vocals like there were times mm-hmm. where i just felt like well, this could be anybody right like this this could be sam carter who was featured mm-hmm. on this album this could be fucking mm-hmm. joel from uh, from the amity affliction like it's it's, it's very similar mm-hmm. to that you could tell she's doing like a mimicry of that um she does mm-hmm. a fucking hella job you know hitting those notes um but i did like how they how it juxtaposes with her clean vocals she has a very beautiful um, clean vocal style and i think it's a cool you know with that i think it's a cool juxtaposition with you know songs like uh like secret garden uh, even like Hurt You is a really cool uh, track that utilizes her clean vocals really well as well. Um, uh, so yeah, there were, th- this was an album of good moments to me. Um, but as a whole, it did kind of seem a little too samey. It did kind of seem like mm-hmm. it was, oh, I think like another band could have written this. Yeah, you know, and it, it, it can't just it can't just stand on the on the heels of the. I guess if, if you want to call it like a gimmick, like, oh, a, a, you know, a, a woman, you know, a, a, a prominent female vocalist in a metalcore band, which is not common. Right. So mm-hmm. like it, it, this, it seems like the media at large and the scene media kind of keeps propping that. It makes me feel gross saying this, but like that gimmick up. I know. Yeah. <sighs> That's what it felt like. And I was reading, I was like trying to get an understanding of like what their fans were thinking. And so it's just like all the comments were just like glowing and glowing. And I think my favorite one was, uh, I'm not even done listening to it yet, but it's already album one of my top three albums of top three albums of all time, oh, all time. without okay. even, <laughs> without even finishing the album. I'm so, just on track like, two. I already know it's the best <laughs> album that any band has ever written in the history of music. So I, 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 I don't, I don't get it yet. Okay. Maybe this will, this will evolve for me over time. It feels like poor man's evanescence. 
No, I but think Evanescence just... is his own thing. I've seen that. Okay. I've seen that comparison thrown around too, and I think it's an unfair comparison. Um, Evanescence is a little bit more ethereal. No, no, I'm not not, not blaming you. Since I, since I haven't listened to either of those bands that much, like then. Well, as the resident, I feel like Evanescence I'm, I'm super fan. <laughs> Adam, sit down. Let me mansplain to you, Evanescence. <laughs> no, no, I've I've listened to quite a few, uh, quite a lot of Evanescence, but like it, Evanescence yes. is a little bit more ethereal, where this one's just straight up metalcore. Like there's not even like keyboard, yes. a lot of keyboard elements in in Eternal Blue either, uh, it, here and there, but like it's not a prominent thing like it is in Evanescence. So yeah, it's it's an easy comparison to make, but it's an unfair one, I think. Uh, I mean, like okay. Amy Lee doesn't even scream, so you know it's not a it's not even a fair comparison. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess I guess I just assumed there would be more screaming in Evanescence just from their first album. Wait, me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so, this one wasn't as great as i wanted it to be um just because of all the hype going into it i loved all the singles as well but uh yeah the um i i I hope to hear more from this and uh from what i'm seeing though this album is very successful or it's making its way to be pretty successful so i hope that's the case because last time i heard courtney and her husband were both working like data entry jobs and then you know so if this album is a success they can just write music um uh you know full time and support themselves that way which is great They're going to be touring with Limp Biscuit, but I think those dates were canceled. Uh, right? They were. <laughs> they actually were touring with Limp Biscuit, And then it, get vaccinated, people. Fuck, come on. Seriously. <laughs> we can't. There's no vaccines in the South. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, well, there is. We're just ignoring them. Uh, Thrice released a record, too, uh, called Horizons East. Uh, Adam, what do you think of Bad Flower? This is how the world ends. <laughs> <sighs> Mike, what happened? The streak is over. The streak, the streak is, is over. over. Wow. You know, yeah, we're, we're we're sounding pretty harsh, but I've given this album a whole week, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, it's not. Is it a bad album? I'm trying to figure that. The out. first, the first two tracks are great. Colors, and then it's just the like, color in the sky is a great opener. I love the way that it yes. utilizes these really cool kind of like guitar tones. The bass work is incredible too. Scavengers was the lead single. And that's a great song as well. Oh man. Um, Somerset. I liked Somerset Fire to the Rain. Yeah, that's a good one too. And then Still Life was a good song, like decent. Yeah. But that was, that was about it. And by the time you get to Dandelion Wine, you're just like, oh. It's so so you know and i don't know what the the last track is that's just like three minutes of just noises it's a three minute transition to the next horizons album who knows i don't know is this one is this one going to be successful who knows but anyway you know like we mentioned in our retrospective episode, go back and check that out. I think that episode turned out great, by the way. Um, it was, I'm still not finished with it yet. It's so long. Oh yeah, <laughs> we don't we don't shut up about thrice. We might have to shut up about thrice for this episode, though. But um, at least with at least with at the time, the 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 least favorite of our, one of our least favorite albums, Palms. There was at least those like two songs that anchored us to that album, right? Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, you know, yes. um, everything belongs and, and um, my soul, like those songs, like yes. sit with me and they resonate with me and they, they draw me to listen to Palms again. There's unfortunately no anchor song in horizons East for me. And this is the first time this has ever happened <laughs> in the it's long history of Rice, Right. 
it's it's extremely bizarre but eventually every band gets here where they they make this album and unfortunately it took thrice 21 years to do that but i have known thrice longer than i've known you longer longer than i've known my daughter (laughs) this is this is the most this is the longest standing relationship i've ever had in my life is with thrice that's that's so sad. We had that two-year break longest, right, in the in the aughts, but <laughs> longest-standing positive relationship. Oof! Ouch! <laughs> hey, you're not wrong though. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, this so, was this was a rough one. Uh, that's on to horizons west and north and south, I guess. Yeah, Magne- so magnetic magnetic north is that. where they're going to hit this one out of the park. I promise. Uh, where did you get magnetic north? Because you kept talking about oh. magnets. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking magnets, man. Um, we'll get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, okay. I think the strength in this album lies in its lyrical content. There's some cool lyrical themes in here, um, but of course, oh boy, yeah, the the the, the, the some of its parts just did not come together in the way that I had hoped, and it's a damn shame because you know one of my favorite bands. But you know, they're not they're they're not they're not not one of my favorite bands now. They just you know this album was just. See you on one of the lists, according to my score I gave it here. As my one-word review, woof. Woof. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll save some swan song for the middle of this episode. Uh, Let's briefly go through our uh, first impressions, if you will, of some albums that we checked out. uh, We've been checking out. I just want to say real quick, Down Again. Down Again, Bury the Bones EP. Fantastic EP. I hope that that band moves on to bigger and greater things and we'll uh we'll hopefully keep hearing from them that was a big surprise yeah ho- uh, thank you for checking them out too adam you know yeah, i was i wasn't ex- especially with that single that um the pr their, their pr uh group shared with us over, over in an email um that i shared on that show or on that episode like uh, I, I was expecting the entire ep to sound like that i was not expecting it to ebb and flow in the way that it did yeah so it, it just kind of shows exactly. the range of talent that that band has so yeah Yes. Great EP. Go check it out. Go listen to their Devil is a Gentleman album. Yes. It's very long, but there are some great songs in that in that album. So check that out if you're on the list. Down again. All right. And then And then do you wanna yeah, did you have more thoughts on some September tenth albums or do you wanna kinda show your um first impressions of some new stuff? Well, I'll I'll just say Johnny Craig and Hawthorne Heights. You know, they are what they are. They're both kind of 50-50 albums. There's some standout tracks, obviously. But uh, holy, you know, it's weird. The older bands are making the crummy albums this year, and the newer bands are leaving them in the dust. dust. Makes me nervous for the Jerry Cantrell album coming out. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's like one really, really good song on the Johnny Craig album called Lion Tamer. and again, maybe like five out of 10 Hawthorne Heights gave it like a six out of 11. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Everybody's just kind of like, like taking the safe route. It feels these days. Yeah. Maybe it was just kind of, um, you know, because 2020 happened and it's like, well, what do we do? We're feeling trapped inside. We're feeling trapped like with the world and the state that it is. We can't tour. So like, let's just, let's just write music and maybe, 
for some, and this is just purely speculative, of course, like, but maybe for some, it was just kind of like, let's just, let's just put what we have out there. And maybe that a lot of them just didn't have like an interesting idea or a point of view to right. as the foundation. Not, not everybody can get pregnant like Halsey. Did. That's true. Yeah. Not everybody can have a fucking out of body experience and talk about the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the glories and the, and the, disasters of pregnancy and things like that right i mean jt woodruff already did that when his kid was you know born yes but now she's like nine or something so it's like okay no dude she's like zoe's age oh she's 13 yeah well then yeah she's just like oh I, I don't care about that shit anymore <laughs> <laughs> she's she's very prominent in jt woodruff's instagram and jt if you're a dad like jt woodruff's woodruff's uh Instagram is a is a fun one to follow because like he's like he loves his daughter so much and they always go out and hang out together and she's constantly wearing like these kind of self-deprecating like Hawthorne Heights shirts like oh I it, one of her shirts says <laughs> like she wears a lot she says I I used to listen to Hawthorne Heights in elementary school or something like that <laughs> which is a cute shirt I know they, they've been hawking that one for a while yeah so anyway that one's dead to me kind of hot milk ep i really did enjoy that one Uh, i just want to know what happens uh, when i'm dead no i know me too but we're never gonna know Mm -hmm. we're just not so we accept that we listen to the ep it's a pretty good ep yeah this is a follow-up to their 2019 ep are you feeling alive a lot of a lot of death talk with this band i kind of am now (laughs) and then uh I think Vampire Money. Listen to that one. Yeah, that was pretty good. Absolutely, yeah. Good, enjoyed. Good, always enjoy it whenever that band comes out with new music. I think I gave that one like a four out of five, and it frightened the shit out of me on the opening <laughs> right. track. So I was just like, <laughs> yes. I can't say the other four tracks on the album are as good as that one, but you know that that was definitely a a good opener. I think. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Again, a, a, a great surprise, and this is a cool band, like writing throwback emo arena rock in the vein of like my chemical romance and like palais royale and uh, creeper to an extent as well and you know so they, they, ju- they just keep writing like interesting eps and this is the last one too if you haven't listened to right. um my this is uh, trilogy yeah this is they're doing a, they did a trilogy of uh, forgive me i can't remember the the name of the trilogy but yeah this is the last one in that so going forward they're probably going to write you know music from a new perspective and maybe introduce some new styles which would be cool too Right. They had the Outcast Club. And I can't remember the other one now. <laughs> Outcast Club came out in January. I yes. <laughs> and then Cemetery 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 School. That's, that's the one, right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And then tomorrow on September twenty seventh, Bill Murray comes out, but we'll talk about that. Oh, that's week, right. Yeah. If you're gonna listen to it. I mean it's another twenty two minutes of, of of Johnny Frank. So I can squeeze that in. Right. <laughs> uh, so we also have uh, some first impressions as well. Some new albums that came out this past weekend. We got, this is how the world ends from bad flower follow up to, I believe their 2019 album, right? Or is it 2018? Yes. 2019. Okay. So there's, there's a lot to digest on this album. Absolutely. My goodness. There I, is... I wasn't expecting it to be this like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to think when I listen to this shit. There are some high <laughs> highs and some low lows <laughs> on this weird album. Weird weirds. Yeah, and, and yeah some weird only... weirds. Absolutely some weird weirds. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it's a concept thing or if it's just like provocative or I don't know. Like I'm 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 enjoying listening to it so far. Yeah, it, there's, there, like there's a lot of enjoyable 
elements and i think that i think my struggle with it and this is a common struggle at least on our discord is that yeah i think the parts where they're trying to be provocative are not executed very well so it just kind of comes off as cringy that stalker song yeah you guys all had a big discussion about that and i was just like oh i'll listen to this and i'll probably feel nothing and i was like oh that was that was a little too far, maybe. What was your viscer- <laughs> what was your visceral reaction to the stalker song? Oh, it, it it hurts, but then you're just like, what's going on here? Because like the the songs seem to be all over the place. So I'm just like I'm trying to see if there's like some theme line I'm supposed to be following, but I'm not there yet. After three listens, yeah, it definitely so, grabs your attention, especially with the first few lines. Yeah, but then I think it come becomes apparent that like it's a parody or almost like a POV of like. Oh, this is how shitty incels think, right? Right, I hope so. This is the Devil's Advocates podcast in song. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) They're not listening. Exactly. (laughs) The Devil's Advocates podcast, the album. Yep. (laughs) No, but there were like... a little bit more... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying more dead Bedouins than than Devil's Advocates. No, because the dead Bedouins... The Devil's Advocates were like the incels. They were incels, dude. They were just miserable fucks. Miserable least dead fucking, Bedouins were, yeah, were, miserable were, fucks with incel were, fucking like uh, the mindsets. But dead Bedouins were being whatever this incel topic is. I haven't Wikipedia that yet, but um, they, they were doing it to be funny. Oh so, yeah, yeah, of course. So maybe that's what um, <laughs> Bad Flower is trying to pull. I guess maybe just from a um, ironic point of view, maybe. That's what I'm thinking, but I guess we'll figure it out. We'll never oh, know. Incel stands for involuntary celibate yes involuntarily (laughs) celibate it's just basically like like sexless misogynists who think they're entitled to women in their bodies um so they you know so they act misogynistic and they 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 blame their problems on women instead of taking responsibility for themselves right come at me incels anyway <laughs> yeah so it's a strange album for sure uh there's a song called fuck boy which is i think track two um you know you read that song title and you're like oh god really here we go <laughs> but no i like i like that song <laughs> that song it's is interesting just, i don't know just like with the stalker song it's like talking them. about how like fuck boys are just like shitty dude bros and I, i'm all for that mm-hmm. man because they ain't they ain't wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you know next week how i feel about sounds that sounds good yeah so overall like you know we're enjoying it so far on first impression we'll save poppy for for last i'm sure you have a lot to say about that but the uh, sleep token this place will be your tomb uh man i wasn't planning to listen to this album at all but you guys wouldn't shut up about it so i was just like all right i guess i gotta listen to it now we got him folks adam's now part of the cult <laughs> now i need to listen to their 2019 album as well apparently yeah. but that's okay yeah um, so the, this I, is interesting yeah yeah, yeah no idea about this first and i had no, nothing to base this on going into it and i'm just like well there's a lot of feelings and a lot of slow sadness going on and I'm probably going to like it by the end of the week. Yeah. So you, do you understand like the, 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 concept behind the band, right? Have you, have you read up on them yet? Um, there was a brief, like one sentence thing. Yes. They, the members are yeah. of sleep token are a masked anonymous collective of musicians said to be united in their worship of an ancient deity identified as sleep who appeared to the band's <laughs> lead singer vessel in a dream 
So yeah, we so don't know who these members are. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll I'll take their word for it and listen to the music. Yeah. <laughs> aside from that, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that as a concept too. You know, it, it, this kind of stuff can come off as pretentious. And when I first was introduced to this band in 2020, um, uh, I, I like I I went into think I went into that first album sundowning just thinking like oh really these what a fucking douche we'll, we'll see we'll i'll be the judge of this you know <laughs> sleep token mm-hmm. and yeah i i really like that that album and this one is mm-hmm. picks up right where sundowning kind of left off and expands on those ideas and the songwriting is very cool and ethereal and otherworldly and brings up all of these like head scratcher kind of concepts in a way and um i love the the, the lead singer's range i love the music the musical range too you know it kind of bounces between like industrial metal to like progressive rock to just almost like ambient po- art pop at times like this is where i always assumed the 1975 would go yeah this is a 1975 so, if they were heavy it you know feels like that i guess um Mixed in with some Don Broco for sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you um, made I'll, you made that joke over on Discord uh, too. Like, what's Don Broco album? Really weird. <laughs> I know. I thought they pushed it back, but apparently they didn't. Well, I guess they released um, it this past Friday. So, well, there you go. Kind of a cool direction for Don Broco. Love it. We'll figure it out, and I'll listen to Sundowning another day. Sounds good. Well, Adam, we got another Poppy album in 2021. This one's called Flux. Uh, just a just a quick little nine track album as well that's not taking too much of your time uh you know as the re- as the resident poppy expert on this show what did you think of <laughs> flux so far uh i'm still i'm still out on it um seems to be more of a garage rock sound rather yeah. than like a metal sound was not less expecting fun. it to kind of be a little bit more um not as aggressive as i was expecting especially with eat mm-hmm. the ep from earlier this year um, very aggressive right. EP, but yeah, this one's a little bit more uh, it, it, it subdued, right? It, it takes its time with some of the things. The tempo's a little slow down on, on some of these songs, and um, you know, it's not as in your face as some of her metal, it's, like her, her metal and industrial type of music is. And that's really cool how Poppy mm-hmm. just kind of keeps evolving her sound. Um, <clears throat> yes, that's uh, all I can say about it so far. It doesn't seem to be very high concept, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a normal human being now. We'll just have to accept that. No, does that mean that she's going to be boring? Because human, normal human beings are pretty boring. I, I just, I like her voice. I like her screams. It, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if I'm going to like very much of this album, but uh, at least it's pleasant to the ear. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying it so far too. I've just like three listens in so far. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, looking forward to continuing to listen to this uh, for the rest of the week. Uh, I think that's all I have on my list. Adam, is there anything that I missed? Right. Um, we're going to talk about sincere engineer later. Oh yeah, so sincere engineer. That was another um, recommendation from one of our listeners over on Discord. Oh, speaking of which, folks, I gotta say uh, our Discord um, invite is in the description below. Now, if you've tried to click on it in the past and the link didn't work, I I sincerely sincere engineer. I sincerely apologize for that. <laughs> Apparently, um, for however many episodes, the link of everything that I linked in the description below just led you to like a dead website 
Um, so Damn it. I will make sure I will doubly make sure that those links work if you wish to join us uh, in our Discord now. And like we like we <sighs> mentioned every week, that that dude, that's totally my bad. I don't know how that happened. I just usually I just click the URL and then I turn it into a link in our in, you know in the in the web page thing that I make. But like I apparently I fucked it up somehow and. For the last few weeks, it just wasn't working. So if you've been trying to join our Discord in any way, uh, again, like we always say, you can be an active participant. You can participate sometimes, or you can just sit, sit there and lurk and laugh at how dumb we are. Like that's all. All those are perfectly valid. We have some lurkers in our Discord as well. But um, yeah, I will doubly make sure that the Discord link is working in in the description below. Uh, anyway, speaking of Discord, one of our listeners. Um, um, suggested this album sincere engineer which came out on september 10th it's called bless my psyche uh and mm. this is a band you know I've, I've never heard of this band before uh I just went into this completely cold and it is kind of like a cool little garage rock album that's also like sad girl midwestern emo you know it's 11 Very tracks midwestern. she's She's from Chicago, and she sings about Chicago things. She sings about like, Chicago things. That's something everybody can enjoy, girl, dude. This, this girl might be my soulmate is all I'm trying to say. There we go. <laughs> just don't watch your music videos. Some of them are really bad. Okay. I wasn't I just, yeah. not, not, to, not to poke fun at the feels, This feels like finally a female-driven Counting Crows in a way. Oh, that's a, right? good, that's a good comparison. Yeah. I got some Counting Crows. Because there's vibes. like – there's like, you know, organ and and accordion concepts that are thrown in there. I'm just like, this is not something I've heard before. And I seem to be enjoying it. Just, uh, man, what am I like? Five listens, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I seem to be enjoying it thus far. Yeah. Yet, yet another cool surprise that we got from one of our listeners uh, in, in, in the past week. So, yeah, definitely high recommendation from me. Adam, sounds like you're enjoying it very, very much as well. Yes, yeah, so that's Sincere Engineer. Bless my psyche. If you're looking for something, you know, kind of off the cuff that, uh, you know, it's, it's female uh, female driven as well. Uh, and like the songwriting is very picturesque, very strong, something very evocative of, you know, some of the Midwestern emo bands that we enjoy as well. Um, but it's a little bit more up-tempo. It also has kind of like a garage rock, kind of like a fuzz to it that con- that's constant throughout. And even though it's 11 tracks long, mm-hmm. it's only about like 30 minutes. Each of the songs are quick and it's they're paced well. It's apparently just her project. Her first album, there was no band. And this one, she has a band with her. Oh, cool. So uh, Yeah, I'll, I have I'll not gone back to... and listened to any of their previous music. So uh, with how much I'm enjoying with this, like I'm, I'm, I'm eager to check them out. Uh, uh, right. Continue to Rombithian. check them out. Rombithian, the first album. I'll check that one out another day. Very cool, man. Yeah. But as you can hear, we've got a lot of albums to catch up on and listen to, and the end of the year is coming. So, yeah, we'll have to squeeze all these past albums. You know, albums from the. I'm already listening to albums from the past. Why do I listen to more albums from the past? You know? I know. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) But I hear it coming, Mike. I hear. What's coming down? It's coming down right now, right? Uh, really? I just woke up, dude. Do we have to do this now? Re, re, re. <laughs> re, re. <laughs> wait, wait. Is that it? Is, is that in your end? I, I'm getting audio issues. What? What is that? It's weird. Oh, God. Dude, no. we need to, you just came out from vacation. You brought this back from Nevada, didn't you? Adam, Later, God so. damn it. Oh, this is another. Oh, I tried to put that new right there. Oh, fuck! Here comes the shark! Oh, fuck! Here comes the shark!
really a disturbing transitional music that we do into this, especially when we're going to talk about an album that we enjoy. Oh yeah, that's that's the joke, Adam. That's the joke, <laughs> Adam. We we listened and really enjoyed. Spoiler alert: the fifth studio album from The Plot in You. That's right. It's the long follow-up to the album Wife Beater. Um, that we mm, both all finally and also could you watch your children burn mm, what a great album uh, <laughs> no this is the this is the follow-up to their 2018 album dispose which was a huge surprise also following up happiness and self-destruction which is kind of like their this band's kind of beginning into a little bit more progressive hardcore uh, but swan song came out the two weeks ago on the 17th and uh i, I think it's the highlight of the albums that uh kind of released that, that big that big group of albums that we were highly anticipating which i'm glad you know i'm glad that we got like because i listened to thrice first right <laughs> so i was like oh no yeah. oh no <laughs> so i was hoping that that wasn't a trend <laughs> i know i know it was a it was an interesting week but this was this one grew on me like i i was not feeling it for the first half of the oh week. interesting and then it slowly starts to settle in i'm like oh because the first two tracks i really don't like but oh. the rest of it is great so like it starts out really poorly it starts it, like, off slow yeah tone. especially when you compare it to like dispose and happiness and self-destruction right like it, it, it yeah it sets a it sets a very not low tone but like it it, it doesn't i guess properly set you up for what the rest of the album is going to be but i guess we can talk about that when the exactly. when we start the song too what was what was your uh, hype level going into this one i know you know you and i just oh really, higher than high yeah higher than high i'm over over the moon excited for this album um just because of all the other projects and things that i enjoyed and dispose was like such a fun like rebirth for this band absolutely but to see what was going to happen next this dude seems to be ever evolving and he knows who he is as a musician it's weird like i can listen to his interviews and be like thoroughly educated about who he is as a person mm-hmm. and then listen to like other singers interviews and be like i fucking hate listening to singer <laughs> interviews but i really enjoy <laughs> listening to him talk yeah no matter who he's talking to yeah landon Even- tours is like a is a is an exciting somebody is an exciting person to listen to because you know he's he's very yes. knowledgeable about like music composition and songwriting and things like that but like he also has like and this like- weird swagger to him like kind of dude bro swagger that's like hmm, you you probably have slept with a lot of women and maybe not all of them were <laughs> consenting <laughs> Now, I'm not throwing any but at the same time, out there, by the way. There's there's a self-deprecating nature to him regardless. Sure. So Yeah, and that comes across know, in a lot of the music. If he as did well. do that, if he did do that, I hope he's repented in one way or another. Good I'd like God. to believe that Again, that's not I, true. I'm just I'm just going off of like baseless <laughs> like uh I'm I'm just ba- baseless, you know, uh first impressions, right? I've never met the guy, I don't know yes. anything about the guy, just just, you know, it, it, it's just that also weird lead singer syndrome interview that I heard from him there where after Shane plays the song at the end, like he put in like a little cut part of the interview where he talks about how oh, like, pooping. Oh, yes. and me and the rest of the band would like decide who would go buy dinner or whatever. Like we would pull our pants down and like smell each other's buttholes and whoever had the smelliest butthole <laughs> have to, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
I mean, usually those kind of guys like are always asking for consent, as far as I know. I mean, they they're the ones who so, they're the ones who pulled their pants down. Okay, they were asking for it anyway. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. <laughs> Land tours, personal stuff aside, by the way, I, again, I don't know him. I'm just basing him off of whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, also, yes. I have to say, too, as far as Swan Song goes, 2021, it's a great year for albums with nudity in it. Mm, that's true. There's a little bit of nudity there. There's mm-hmm. quite it's almost, an almost nipple. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot, of, ta- a lot of tasteful covering here with taste, tasteful like use of shadows. Is that... Is that Adam Driver up in the top right mm-hmm. corner? This is this so. is a cut scene from A Marriage Story. Uh, yes. <laughs> Next, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, but uh, yeah, right. just like you, Adam, like I'm very excited going into this one. Dispose was a, one of my favorite albums of 2018. Uh, one of your favorite albums of 2018 as well. Um, but yeah, so nervous going into this one because, you know, after Dispose, Landed Tours released like this weird metalcore thing ep that like i just wasn't a fan of and you know right. i think he stated to like he always had to get that out of my system or whatever you know things like that so that was he was completing a trilogy correct yeah, yeah so you know of course i i come in in the last part of the trilogy and of course i don't get it so what what the fuck do i know <laughs> but um yeah but then uh landon tours also released uh the, the the ep back in january like we mentioned um Front, frontal lobe submissions i believe it's called and uh yeah enjoyable songs in that one as well again gets us more excited for what's to come with uh up the plot in you proper uh so now that we are here you know let's go ahead and get started right let me turn my phone on all right i am ready to party yeah so just a quick little uh 10 tracks here 35 minutes if you listen to it all the way through we'll just kind of go through track by track and kind of skip ahead once we're done talking about uh each track so let's go ahead and sync this up adam if you're ready to go ready all right here we go in three two one this is track one letters to a dead friend and by gum the title is not lying this is a very introspective song um maybe a song that you would probably be more used to hearing like at the end of an album but for this album you know it's right here at the front it seems like a bizarre choice for an opener. I mean, I get it. I get the concept of it. Mm-hmm. But as a song, it doesn't work. Oh, okay. And, I, and and either I'm just like not able to reach whatever sort of creative plane he's trying to get here, but it goes all over the place. And yeah. it seems like this album doesn't pick up until track three. Yeah, this does have right? like a low, almost a low tempo kind of low tempo, like a trap trap music type of feel to it right like it it it, or it almost seems like this entire album is going to sound like this right going to have kind of like those digital beats kind of emo rapper type of vibes almost but um but yeah you're mm-hmm. right but then like it picks up somewhere like in the middle here and it's it's a very emotional song too so that kind of gets you in a very somber mood uh, start, starting it starting us off with the whole with the whole album right. but yeah, so I, I, I guess I can understand, like, how off-put you would have been, right? Like, I can enjoy this, like, beginning, and I guess if this is the chorus right here. But this is, like, the only listenable portion of the song. Oh, interesting. Isn't it? Like, it takes, like, some weird outro for the next half of it. Yeah. It's not really, like, song-like. It's just 
Yeah, the, the structure is kind of all over the place because like after this we get kind of like an interlude thingy like right here um, and then you right. know we get to like another kind of broken verse and then we get to like a verse proper and yeah so the song structure is like it's like it's an it's an entire album within one song almost yeah so, <laughs> so Adam what did you think of Swan Song that we've gotten all through all three minutes of it <laughs> I, and right it just doesn't work for me as a song where like I'm getting excited I'm getting excited and then I'm, down if this so, was track 10 do you think it would have fit better i i don't know okay i really don't know. so just overall as the Prob- song then it just doesn't work for you right it's not just the placement probably. of probably yeah and then this like doom metal kind of thing here yeah exactly it's all for over the, the place <laughs> so in a way like it, it so, kind of sets you up for the rest of the album like the rest of the album I does know. have all these elements into it so i guess like whatever so whether or not this song works for you like your mileage will vary i suppose right right all right well let's go ahead and move on then in track two in three two one this is fall again so like you mentioned here this one also didn't really sit well with you yet or not at all no and it's weird to know that these both these tracks are only three minutes long yeah they feel so much longer Oh, okay. That, that, that's interesting you say that. I never really felt the length of any of the songs here. I felt like this album like breezed right through. So even though this one Just is, the first two tracks. So even though this uh, song, a lot heavier, kind of invokes mm-hmm. kind of like plot and news kind of middle of their career, almost. Like, right. this They're one still crunchy. didn't really sit with you? Very crunchy. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm hearing somebody eating chips in the background. <laughs> It's so crunchy. Adam, can you please put your Cheetos down? <laughs> that, but that's fine. And I did, and not the super creative chorus here. But, you know, I, I'm just going to critique up to this point. Mm-hmm. And, and it's perfectly fine, too. Yeah, I, I think this is like a safe song. I don't know if this song was a single. Let's see. Oh, it was. It was the first single. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I would have been hard out already if I listened to the singles. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, this was a pretty safe song. Uh, it wasn't like it, this one didn't blow me away, but it also this for me when I was listening to it, like I felt like, oh, this is where the album starts, right? You know, you you can even if it's on first listen for the first track, you can tell like, oh, this is his like homage to his dead friend and or friends, whether they're real or fictional, or whatever. But like. So you had to start the album off that way as a love letter, and then like, oh, now Swan Song starts now, right? But um, so you know, as 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 an intro to the album, you know, I think it's pretty cool. Should we move on? We should move on. <laughs> Let's move on to track three in three, two, one. Face me. Oh. I mean, this would have been a great opener right here. Oh, this would have been a great opening track. You're right, especially the way like. like hauntingly starts right there and just builds and builds and builds oh baby so i and i know like this is the plot in you that i want to hear mm-hmm. where they're like not the old stuff but the good new stuff and this, this just encapsulates that yeah and it's also like right there too like with the with the, with the way he's delivering some of those lines kind of like a little bit of an r&b vibe too you know uh, landon tours has been toying around with that too especially with his solo work so it's cool that see that kind of bleed into this. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I love this. So I had to question if if I was only drawn to this because of the hook in the chorus here, because mm-hmm. it is it is a very like Johnny Craig R and B kind of hook. But, yeah, yeah. You know, it's still pretty pretty fucking heavy though, nonetheless. Ooh. And it's experimental as hell. Yeah, and and that that lyrically the chorus is very simple, but because it's so simple, he can do so many cool little things. Like you said, with the, with the way that the cadence of the uh, uh, of the vocals are in that chorus, and so and drops right out right into the next verse. It teases you that way when it comes back again later in full force. Yes. Like you really feel it. Oh, what a strong song. Yes. Now, this is like where Dispose, like, this is like, it, it, this is picking up, like, right where Dispose left off as well. I love that screaming going in. It's almost like it's a screaming pre chorus. It is, yeah. Know, right? It is so cool. And the way that it echoes, too, like, it just kind of, like, fades yeah. off. Ooh, it's haunting. So, yes. This, this would always bring me back after the first six to seven minutes of being like oh. <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd like I'd like my album now <laughs> all right and they got all the music all the music here drops four? out yeah really, really quick but the way the music drops out here right this kind of cool bridge oh man mm-hmm. this is this, I, I marked this down as like one of my favorite songs of the year too oh Ooh, getting like po- I'm getting like post-human vibes with this screaming right now. Ooh, there's even better songs to come. There is. Let's get there, Adam. Let's go to track All four, right. three, two, one. Too far gone. Now we're mixing it up yet again. We got a you know big old heavy track. Now we're slowing it down a little bit, baby. Why not? <laughs> Ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. But that's what I love about like the way that this band has kind of evolved. They can get away with doing stuff like this, right? And it's not jarring. They've built up to this. Right. At this point, we're, we're very accepting. Yeah. And we're kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. And at this point, too, like we we want them to keep pushing this, right? We, 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 we're familiar with you know the last two plot and you albums were familiar with landed tours various solo projects and we just want them all to be married like two great albums like this oh i love this chorus oh. again just like with the just like with the last song too like very simple chorus but because it's simple he gets to he gets to really expand like his vocal range in this well, I see here that Face Me was the first single. Oh, did I get that wrong? No, oh, well, there you go. That's why it's so fucking good. <laughs> well, I guess Fall Again was not a single. Anyway. Enemy and Paradigm are the next ones, but we'll get there. But yeah, the song, it's got that flair. It does. It's got a good hook right here. It's nothing, nothing too super duper great. But I enjoy this one. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of like all the stuff that I like in the band Slaves. Like the way they kind of do those big soaring vocals and then like they got that crunchy guitar in the background with that so but like the the structure is all poppy and catchy and stuff like that too. So this kind of invokes those kind of you know, like the kind of music that, you know, we haven't really had 
done well uh, in, in a little while. Man, his, his screams are so, like, chilling. They're pretty good. Yeah. But this is, I mean, he's reached this level where everybody's paying attention to him, so there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. Where do you think this band's going to go going forward? Do you think they're going to keep iterating, or do you think they're going to kind of peter out? I'm really worried about this band. I feel like all, all of his experimental stuff is going to get pushed into this band. Oh, okay. And then he'll kind of have his like lower key solo stuff. He'll do his metal stuff with AI640. Mm-hmm. And this will always just be like the blending of the two. And it seems like like this is where it just kind of works on that level. That's a good point. Yeah, I, did, I never thought about his solo work as kind of like his experimental grounds and just kind of put ideas out there to see what is received well and then you know bring that over to the main project that's yeah that, that's a good point I didn't, I didn't think about it that way although he did say he doesn't write things specifically for any particular oh is that right it's just kind of yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just like, a super talented artist and it just comes out of me, you know? And I just label it whatever. He doesn't sit down and say, Okay, I have to write a solo album now, so it can only be this way. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's just like here's seventy five songs, let me just like oh this sounds good over here and <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice to be so fucking creatively talented. You know, I, I don't believe no, in labels, yeah. you know, I just write, bro. And it's like I, people so, just keep giving me money. Here we go. This is track five, Paradigm. Track five. One of the best songs of the year, shall um, we say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The song is so good. It's fucking and I, and dope, I, this song, dude. Daniel brought it to us early in the week. Yes. And then I was just like, I'll be the judge of that. And then I was like, oh, yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you listened to it before um, the album came out? No, no, I'd only heard it like a few times before Daniel was, oh, okay. was creaming about it. And then I was just like, it just kept on growing and growing and growing. Like, I'm getting like so, hardcore, like post human vibes with this one, dude. Yes. Like, a lot of like that song Teardrops, too. Like, it's, it's, very, it's very reminiscent of that one. This is the the everything that needs to be part of your song that is. Oh yeah, I agree. Like we needed this song to be here, or else it would have been like a, a not so great album. Hmm. So you think without this song, it just would have been a little mediocre? Mm-hmm. Like you needed the one song that's gonna like push this album over the edge. The anchor like, song. Yes. The everything belongs and the my soul of this album. <laughs> Not that this album is bad anyway, but yeah, this is this is a pleasant surprise, and it's right there, right in the middle too, right? It wakes you right up right. as soon as you get complacent. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like if this was earlier in the album, it wouldn't have fit so well. It seems so well at track five. Yeah, if it would have been like the token track three that you know labels like to put like really strong songs on, but yeah, this this perfect right. placement, and it, and it puts you in a good headspace and a good mood for the rest of the album too. Right? Maybe the rest of the album is also elevated because this song is so fucking good. And it doesn't stick around any longer than it needs to. No, dude. It's, it's a single, it's three minutes and 20 seconds, mm-hmm. and all the elements are there, and 
yeah. Anybody who likes this kind of music will like this song. Ooh, a bridge hits hard. And I, I like the way, like, like, the, the even, like, the audio design, too. Like, you, you kind of get the little, like, all of the, now the vocals are coming in from the left, the vocals are coming from the right now, and the vocals are coming in from the left mm. again. It's very cool, very, like, kind of spastic in that way. Well, could we have gotten a couple more tracks at the beginning of the album similar to this? I mean, maybe, Adam, but that's track okay. one and track two can't hurt you anymore. They're gone. We're done listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and skip ahead now right, to cool. track six and three, two, one, both to blame. You know, there, there, there's bad people on both sides of the argument, you know? On the one hand... <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> there really are. On the really one are. hand, you have, like, a group that tried to overthrow the government and start race mm-hmm. riots and on the other hand you had a group what? that didn't do that so like in in a way that like it's they're both bad <laughs> but there's freedom at stake but the freedom we never think about for white freedom. people <laughs> white, people white people's freedoms forgotten. are at stake <laughs> anyway jokes aside yeah we're, we're slowing it yeah. down a little bit we're kind of going a little low tempo for this one uh, maybe earned right because of how heavy the previous track was right it's like you you're still like glowing in the paradigm glow when this song hits like i I don't even like mentally come back into this song until halfway through Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i'm just like still going off that paradigm euphoria yeah and 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 paradigm is also a good example of a song that elevates the songs around it too because if you take a step back Mm -hmm. and listen to the song on its own it's not the strongest song, right? It's just kind of like, oh, this is right. a pretty decent chorus, and I, uh, I like the way right. that the tempos kind of, kind of slow down and then speed, you know, and speed back up once the verse changes to the chorus. But um, yeah, I mean, right. this, this is a song we've heard countless times from various different bands, but you know, it's got its own little plot flavor. Exactly, but yeah, it does have like I'd say an above-average chorus right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's it's memorable enough to where you know by the time that you're familiar with this album, you're singing along and like you, it, it, it doesn't throw you for a loop or anything like that. And, and I do like the tempo change. Tempo change is really cool. I always appreciate a good tempo change. But um, yeah, not the strongest song on the album, of course. You know, we've probably already gone there, or are, or are there more? For me, it's past. Oh, that's, okay. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, there's there's still some songs to enjoy, but Paradigm is definitely the best song on the album. Uh, yeah, this one's pretty decent too. Not uh, not too much to say about it though, unfortunately. But um, let's go ahead and move on then to track seven and three, two, one. This is too heavy. Adam, you need to carry it now. This is way too heavy. Way too heavy. Mike, put it back in your pants if it's that heavy. Hey, that's what my I wife said. <laughs> <laughs> we got some more little R&B jams here, baby. <laughs> and that's the that's the good thing about the plot project. It's like it can fit all the genres. Yeah, and and it We're earned not get it. The super right. We're not going to get the super heavy stuff on the solo stuff. Mm-hmm. But this does, this does feel like it it was almost like a leftover from um, frontal lobe submissions too. Like this this could have fit like perfectly in there. I, I feel like probably probably. But you can mix it in on here and putting in some more ambiotic fluid in the background. 
Y yeah. Dios mío. <laughs> so, but I, I do like this song. It, it just kind of sets a cool vibe. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the in the ambient atmosphere too. It does leave like a pleasant, like warm feeling as well. Even though like lyrically the lyrically like the lyrics are kind of heavy. You know, it's, it's talking about heartbreak, it's talking about lost love, things like that. Um, things that we're all familiar with, some of us to varying degrees of other people. But um, yeah, this is a very pleasant song. I like this song a lot too. I like it. It does feel like Final Track Syndrome though, right? It kind of does. Yeah. But, but yeah, right. uh, again, just like the previous one, decent song. But, you know, because Paradigm was so good, you know, it's hard <laughs> to, you know, compare the other tracks to that. Uh, let's move on now to track eight in three, two, one. Enema. Single number three. Mm -hmm. This one I did not hear until the album came out. I believe I only heard um, Face. This is single Man. number two. Two. Okay. Single number two. I wish Paradigm I would have heard Paradigm as a single, though. But, you know, looking at the single oh. release date, that was September 9th. Yeah, right. no way, buddy. You gotta hear that song in the context. Absolutely, yeah. Fine, we're, we're, we're bringing the drums back. Hmm. It's just got that groove that you're just like, everything is flowing with this album at this point. There's nothing unpleasant to the ear. I gotta say, I'm also on Google right now looking at like the single artwork. And the single artwork is just various sexual poses of this couple that's in that's on the album art, and like the album art on this like very very sexy <laughs> for enemy at least. <laughs> Woo! Like what was that? What was that shoot day like? Like was it like all right? So you two are gonna get naked, and um, you're gonna you're gonna simulate uh, human sexuality. Like okay, how much are we gonna get paid? Paid. <laughs> Eight. You get lunch. We'll buy you lunch. <laughs> we'll, buy, we'll buy you a pizza. <laughs> the way that this, this song too cool. like goes in and out of like those big rock, like, ooh, yeah, that chorus right there. The way that the, the chorus just hits and then just drops right out. Fuck, it feels good, dude. Oh, what a bit of a. Uh... Screaming there. Mm. Oh, look at that. And it's just right out. It's so effortless. Mm -hmm. Super of, heavy. A lot of really good God, bridges sir. and breakdowns in this album too. And I think it's because yeah. they utilize them so well. It's not just a it's not just a alright everybody. Drop your D string all the way down as low as it goes and just use the one hand. Like I want that's where we I wanted to sound like Cheetos, dude. Step on those Cheetos. That's where it needs to sound like we need to keep evolving what a breakdown is. And Landon is doing that. Not just doing a boring ass like Adam, but, can uh, you please turn down your amity affliction? Uh, I can hear it in my end here. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, yeah, in, in, in 2021 too, like where, where I, every time like I hear of a new metalcore band or a new band or a new album I've never heard of or whatever, 
and like they do breakdowns, I'm like, there's nothing, there's nothing interesting about breakdowns anymore. And then shit like this happens, and I'm like, oh wait, never mind. <laughs> yeah. So, Just turns out you need someone super creative and like forward thinking. It's a bizarre choice for a single, but maybe they were just trying to throw us off. A oh, I think it got that vibe, dude. Especially with the way that like it goes in and out of like low and high tempos. Mm. I think it's got that single vibe, baby. Not like radio okay. single, but like you know, scene single, right. a single. Single. <laughs> so we're moving on. TM, TM, we trademarked it. We got it. You heard it here first. This is track nine, Hole Without Me. Oh, hello, bassist. I'm glad that you got to. I'm, I'm glad that you got to join us in this album. Hi, hi, Ethan. Nice to meet you, <laughs> Ethan Yoder, the bass player for the Platinum. What do you do with your free time when Landon's busy making other projects? Uh, he, oh, he he makes Starbucks. He okay. strips me naked and puts me in front of this woman I don't <laughs> know, and then he changes the lighting, and it's very awkward. My wife is very mad at me. Okay, Ethan, that's enough. Now. All right, now Ethan, now go ahead and simulate human sex with her. <laughs> and this song is so bizarrely bizarre, but at this point, I've accepted most everything. Oh yeah, it, it, it's just like kind of that first track where it's just doing weird shit and almost just like, not, it, it sounds almost random. Just like, okay, now we're gonna do like these little this 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 weird electronic shit over here and then we got like a new metal riff right now and then it yeah it's all over the place but dude it fucking fits it it works in a weird sort of way and now at this point you're just taking the journey yeah like where are we going next oh shit screaming fuck okay i'm, I'm there <laughs> like this feels like it's not unpleasant 2003 like Disturbs? Oh, no, maybe not disturbed. Like fucking like <laughs> some shitty like radio new metal song that's trying to pretend like it's Lincoln, like that heard Lincoln Park once and like oh we could do that, you know? That sounds like I'm making fun of this song, but like I mean that in like in a throwback sort of way. Right. Like that. Who was uh, Jonathan Davis's brother's band? Jonathan Adina, Davis's brother's band. <laughs> Yeah, is it called edema? Potatoes, it exactly like this. corn exactly. and potatoes. <laughs> That's that was the joke we all made. <laughs> but the one song I heard from them sounded something like this. Mm. Dude, again with these fucking bridges. Like this isn't a breakdown or so or anything, but like the the drum, like the drums get to become like the star of the show at this part. Oh god, it's. Mm-hmm. The way, like, it—it it, it so smartly, like, puts certain elements at the forefront to kind of keep you guessing and just keeps things fresh. A lesser band would have just been like, okay, now just tune that D string all the way down, crunch those Cheetos, baby, crunch those Cheetos. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Mm. And then at this point, you realize it's only been like thirty minutes. Yep. And you're like, oh, I can handle. The, the last track. Yeah, this is the last track. Freed. Freed. So even though you know it hasn't been a long time, like I, I, like when you're listening to this on your own, like you feel like you already went on this long journey, and it feels like you were listening to like three different albums that all just kind of blended together. 
Yep. And at this point, you're just like, I got it. Mm. I'm there with you. Why can't the first two songs be as good as the rest? Oh. So still, that's a 8 out of 10, sounds like, uh, for you? 8 out of 10. It may crack my top 10. It's very possible. Ooh, yeah, that's, it's, it's high enough. It might, it might make it there. There's been a lot of hmm, albums this year. There has, from unexpected sources, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess this is good that we're, we are changing with the times. Yes. Like we're, we are not staying stuck. No. The rest of the world could be, but I mean, the song if if really... a lot of people want to listen to the same sad, boring breakdown over and over again, yo, good on you, man. You you know what you love. Uh, but uh, I, I I guess we could say this band is kind of a been around for a while now. Band, it's been ten years. Yeah, they they have. So you know, but they haven't. I I don't feel like public opinion of this band has been like you know in the forefront until happiness and self-destruction so it it still feels like this band is fresh even though like you said they've been around for quite a while um but i I think this band still has like a lot of juice left within them too especially because of how creative landon tours is and like he just keeps pushing the boundaries not just with his solo work but with this band as well um so yeah anytime plot and you albums fuck this fucking part dude oh it's almost like he has like a steel drum like backing band hitting it but like uh, (laughs) whatever effects that they're putting on these drums right now whether they're digital or like a drummer doing this fuck it's so effective i love it yeah, I mean, he's Landon produced this, so yeah, he did. Yeah, I forgot to he's, mention that he's getting he's getting better and better, mm. and I can only hope we can continue that. Yeah, even if he's like done, you know, sometime in the future, even if he's done writing music for himself, like he's got like a he's got like a if, if this is the route he chooses to go to, he's got like a big future ahead of him, like producing other bands' music too. You know, and, and kind of helping them Definitely. with like music composure and and picking the right elements and you know kind of s- helping bands steer their songwriting in a certain way. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm I so mean, I'm so happy that we didn't. I'm so happy we didn't give up on this band. Oh yeah, like, I def I definitely know that I was more into them than you were. Oh yeah. I was fucking hard out. Like as soon as you started talking about like their first, their first shit. Oh, Adam, Adam, tell me more about 2011's firstborn, <laughs> the long awaited follow up to the wife beater right. EP. But you, you didn't even really care for them after happiness where that was the one where I was like, Oh, Hey, they're actually trying mm-hmm. like this band might have potential. Oh, of course. Like, I, I was like very like, you know, uh, skeptical and cynical about it at that point too and then and then it wasn't like you know until much later where i actually did give that album a, a chance i think that was leading up to right. dispose too and like hey hey and I, I think i was like hey hey adam did you did you know happiness and self-destruction is actually really good <laughs> well i was the one that had told you hey you should probably listen to dispose um, that's right yeah because really i had this band off you, already you Right, you weren't going to listen to him that year, so that that worked out. Thank goodness. <laughs> I love it when that happens, right? Because <laughs> like it, the same thing happened with like Crown the Empire, right? That that the newest one. I was like, no, fuck that band. Mm, like that band sudden. is fucking talentless, talentless hacks, dude. One of my fucking favorite albums right. of that year. Fuck. I know. I think Dave brought you around on that one. Yeah, I, I wasn't planning on listening to it either, but uh, I think it was Dave that was super into it. And I gave it that one listen. And that's all it took. 
But uh, yeah, it, exactly. it, even if you just want to jump in on Swan Song, I think this is a good place to start as well. And if you really enjoy this, and I can't imagine if you're a fan of like heavy music or even just like heavy, instru- like uh, interesting music, like you won't not like this, right? So go back. Uh, so go backwards as well. You know, start from this one. Uh, go to Dispose. Even check out some of Landon Tours' uh, solo albums, and I think you'll kind of he- hear the natural evolution of this band and maybe kind of get a glimpse of where this uh this band and maybe even like you know their peers are gonna go into the future because i would love for an album like this to get super popular and just kind of help steer the scene as a whole in the more interesting and more diverse uh direction because you know like we mentioned in the review like you know boring ass fucking breakdowns and bridges are fucking a dime a dozen and you know we gotta they had their place right and i think they're i think we've kind of run out of ideas so yeah kind of so diversify and 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 make music interesting again you know should i move on to the oldies oldies baby we're done with new stuff for the week we got some old stuff to recommend adam (laughs) what are you recommending to the audience this week well I, I, as much as I would love to recommend more geriatric horror, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it too much for Mr. Knopfler. I'm finishing up. This is album number 15 of the saga that is Knopfler starting from 1978 through 2018. Um, privateering from 2012 tracker 2015 down the road, wherever 2018, all of them consistently 50 out of 50 albums okay um privateering is the double album that is literally 10 really good songs there's a good album in there but there's not two good albums in there good albums like (laughs) spread throughout or like one one half is really good and the other half is just not yeah no it's 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 spread throughout there's 10 of the 20 tracks that are that are good there's a good album in there just like most of these albums there's like a good half in there. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like I want to make a Mark Knopfler playlist of like six solid albums worth of material, maybe even seven. Um, but then the, the other seven and a half albums are just throwaway country kinds of stuff. Cool. So that it's been interesting. I, I, I went back and re-listened to all of it this week and uh, yeah, it's consistently fifty percent on every album. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not there, nothing, like, right? That, I mean, that that's still music. That's mm-hmm. still some music that you can enjoy. And like you said, if you want to go back and make a playlist, you can do that. I feel like I should, including like the fifty-fifty Dire Straits stuff too. Mm-hmm. So a fun journey to take. You hate when you break down forty years worth of albums and just be like, oh, it's it's okay. You know, like <laughs> somebody devoted their entire life to all of this time and energy and effort. Yeah. And I'm just like Mark it Knopfler, was all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's but, just my life's work. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pre- it's okay. It's okay. It's not always my thing, but it's okay. <laughs> Your life is is just okay. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but Mark Knopfler is laughing all the way to the bank, right? Man, he's got a lot more money than I will ever have in my entire life. And then it's right there on Wikipedia. You can look up his net worth. Oh, it's really? In, it's in the millions. 
it's in the multi-millions, so I don't think he's worried about my two cents there. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't listening to this. And so, I'm sure the nice things that you have I'm to a, say, he probably thinks are pretty cool. <laughs> so thank you, Tom, for the recommendation. I am jumping into <gasps> nine, nine Inch Nails. You're doing it? I'm doing it. Nice. Album number one, 19, 1989's Pretty Hate Machine. I just started it on Wednesday. That's the, the, a lot of the hit singles are on that album, and it's interesting to jump into that now. We got "Head Like a Hole," um, "Down in It," and and "Terrible Lie." That's that, I like that song a lot too. Mm. But um, the rest of the album, this is the shortest of them all, coming in at forty eight minutes. Oh God! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk more about them as time allows yeah it, it wasn't until we but, uh, listened to halsey's last album you know when we were talking about how we were interested in checking out nine inch nails where i went back and kind of just skimmed through their discography and i didn't realize oh my god mm-hmm. they started in the 80s dude and like they're fuck, like mm-hmm. some of their big hits are from this first album i'm like oh my god well there was long breaks in between albums for sure oh sure yeah so i'll get I'll I'll get there, but all the albums are long. I just hope they're all equally enjoyable to listen to, but we'll find out. We'll find out. I want to talk about Endless Hallway, Mike. Oh, Endless Hallway. The Bi-Wee has returned. Yeah, I started it off uh, this past week. Again, you know, folks, if you want to join us, we we do fun things like this every now and then on our in, in our Discord. So the link, the working link, is going to be in the description below. Uh, one of the things that we did, and we're, we we revamped it for uh, a couple weeks ago, is the bi-weekly album swap list, where we take turns and then nominate another uh, person to, you know, nominate a lesser-known album, maybe some hidden gems that you know some of, that some of us may not have heard of before. Uh, I went ahead and re- rebooted the album. A bi we Al Swally. Uh, instead of three albums, we just we're just gonna do the one album from now on. Oh, yeah, this is Endless Hallway. Uh, and uh, this is a band that I only ever heard of because uh, of of an alternative press interview with one Sonny Moore, how he you know he he was fresh off of his uh, leaving the, from first to last. You know, he talked about the the future of the music he's gonna make. He's you know, he's talking about like, oh, I'm probably gonna do some, you know some solo work something like that i you know i dj on the side he literally said that i dj keep, on the side i'm gonna keep singing forever i'm gonna sing forever forever, forever. <laughs> <laughs> but he did talk about how like you know on the singing thing like his vocal surgery was like you know was really rough on him and that's why he's doing djing on the side so he can still like, entertain and you know not have to put strain on his voice so you know best of luck to you sonny Moore, and your dj side project <laughs> <laughs> but he talked about I hope you're successful but yeah he talked about when he mo- got when he left from first to last he moved into an apartment with some members of this new band called endless hallway and that was back in 2008 dude. and they had a long career dude they they lasted from 2008 all <laughs> the way to 2011 <laughs> they had Whoa, two albums two decades <laughs> two, two decades, spent two decades. <laughs> <laughs> just like the rights anyway <laughs> but yeah they, they had two albums one's called uh, autonomy games it was their debut album in 2009 and then their farewell album i don't know if it was intended to be their farewell album but they, it was self-titled in 2011 that's the album that i recommended to the uh, to you guys so um you know most of our you know, the people who checked it out already shared their thoughts adam what are your thoughts on endless hallway by the band endless hallway it was pretty good 
I liked it. Nice. <laughs> Which is kind of the consensus for everybody else as well. Right. I mean, it was very enjoyable to listen to. It It, it didn't feel like 2009. It felt more more teens-ish with its pushing the, the genre a bit. Well, you listen to the self-titled, um, right? Autonomy Games, right? I, I recommended the self-titled. Oh, no, I have not listened to the self-titled yet. Well, it looks like it. the Baiwi Auswali will be delayed yet another window. <laughs> yeah, that was my actual <laughs> recommendation was the 2011 self-titled. Oh, was, oh, shit. Okay, so I listened to the first one. You did, yeah. So, man, I, I, all right, well, then I have to put it on my list here. I guess so, well, Excuse dude. me. For <laughs> I even posted the album art reading. and everything, Adam. Well, I had heard 2000. <laughs> Nine. Well, tell me what you think about autonomy games. I'm interested what you think about that too. That one for me is a little rough. Um, It is a little kind of like there's there's a sound here, right? And they're still refining it, right? So, which is why I felt like the 2011 was a better recommendation album. But, but yeah, tell me what you thought about autonomy games. I well, going from that, I thought yes, exactly what you were saying there. Uh, It's it's a little rough, but there's some really really good songs on it. There sure are, dude. Um, I really enjoyed, uh, uh, I know like the first three are great. The, the song Games, mm. number seven, is really, really good. That was and every time think, you visit their MySpace page around this time. Like that was a song that was like autoplay. Mm. So I, I was very familiar with oh, that song. Okay. okay. Well then, excuse me. <laughs> is, it, is it only seven tracks? It is a short album. Uh, oh no, it's not. Okay. It's uh, 11 tracks. I got 11 here. Why is my phone not giving me the full thing? Wait, are you talking about anyway. for Endless Halt, uh, the self-titled? Yes. Yes, it is seven tracks. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, good. I was just making sure. Sorry about that. Um, so Cool. I will add it to my list, and I cannot promise you if I'll ever listen to it, but it's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I thought that Adam, the first album... The Bi-We Al-Swali <laughs> has been officially botched. <laughs> and the, the, the next album, no, the first album... Autonomy Games was a 7 out of 11. I thought it was fair. That's a pretty good score, dude. Pretty good score. Okay, cool. So, um, yes, I have a lot of other things that are old that I still need to listen to, I've um, got our, including the new things. I've got our Discord okay. pulled up right now, actually, and it looks like uh, the next nominee has been uh, has been cast a day early. So we will share our thoughts on that yes. on the next episode. Thank you, Tom, for that one. Yeah. And when we get around to me, it's going to be all dead guys. Nice. I love so dead just musicians. Be prepared. <laughs> be prepared for dead lead singers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's that. And I, I think that was it for the oldies thus far. Cool. Let me scan my thingamajigger. Um, yes. So that was good. Yeah, and then I, I think that's that's everything. I'm going to be listening to, obviously, Poppy and Sleep Token, and then the Bill Murray album comes out on Monday, 400-pound back squat. Yeah, that was also recently and, announced, right? Like <clears throat> just a few weeks ago? Yeah, I don't know how he gets away with releasing albums on Mondays, but he did that. <laughs> I mean, he does everything himself, year. so like, why not, right? <laughs> right. Because I know he did that uh, for Eggy Pocket last year. It was just like, I didn't even realize it had come out in like a Wednesday 
release date. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. If you think about it from like um, a marketing so, point of view too, like he gets the day all to himself, right? So like if he, you know, if he has his, yeah. you know, devoted fan base, they're not listening to anything else new that day. They're just going to be checking out exactly. 400 pound, whatever, beefcake, whatever it's called. Back squat. Back squat. <laughs> <laughs> I did some back squats at the gym recently, so not bad. Not 400 pounds though. I'll, I'll work my way up to that. <laughs> And then uh, nine inch nails. I'm going to just start that journey, and I'm. It's going to be interesting. Are you going to kind of like absorb a bunch at a time? Or are you going to kind of do one or two at a time? It, it kind of just depends on how busy the week is for me. Yeah, if you're throwing there's not in a lot nine of inch nails, like out. fucking super long albums, it might be one know, or two at a time. That's, that's like th- you know an hour per album. So I don't know if I want to devote that many hours to Trent Reznor, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see, man. Very cool. Oh, I'm excited to um, check it out. I got to listen to that sincere engineer. He'll let you know about that next week. Yes, please do. I think you'd, I, th- I think you, I think you'll continue to enjoy that. So Mike, bring me up to speed on the glory. That is your nostalgia bombs. So following up now, we got some more super best friends recommendations. Uh, luckily these lead singers are not dead. Um, we're not Ooh, knock on wood. That's true. <laughs> Very uh, surprisingly, somehow they're not. <laughs> you, 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 you wouldn't think so based on some of these, you know, uh, song concepts, but, uh, uh, I, I have been reintroduced to one Californication, uh, from red hot chili peppers, 1999. Now I probably listened to this in like 2000, maybe 2001, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I listened you say to this, this was a Javier album. This was a Javier album. Yeah. He, I, I remember because, okay. um, one of the singles was like super big and we were talking about it and, um, maybe it was probably a single for, by the way, I can't remember what song it was, but like we were talking about it and he was talking about how much you've liked Californication. And then like, mm. I, oh, if I remember correctly, this might've been an album where like, I didn't even ask for, but like the next day in chemistry, like he's like, here, go, you, you can borrow this. And like, you know, he, he just brought it because we talked about Nine Inch Nails. And he's like, oh, you can borrow this and bring it back the next day. And I'm like, oh, cool. So, yeah, I I, I put I ripped it and I put it on my computer. I listened to it a bunch. And, um, yeah, with no context either, right? Like, I just kind of listened to that blind, just knowing the singles. And, oh, man, it was such a pleasant, pleasant experience, like, revisiting what? some of this, some what? of these songs again. I wasn't sure how familiar you were with it back in the day. So, uh you know, for, for me, same thing. Like I saw that, uh, scar tissue video and I was like, Oh, that song's cool. Mm-hmm. I saw that other side video and I was like, Oh, that song's really good. Mm-hmm. And I woke up one, one morning, you know, rolled out of bed at 11 AM. Like you do when you're almost 20 years old and you turn on your VH one over your cereal and you, you just, you, you see, you, you see video game, Anthony Kiedis running through this, the city of LA yeah. jumping into cars and driving. And I was just like, and then you hear this, Dun, 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 brum, brum, brum. and i was just like what the fuck is this and then it's just like cut, then it cuts to the band and i'm like that's the chili peppers i've seen this californication name now for like a year mm-hmm. i need to go buy this album now and i'd like immediately like threw my cereal into the wall jumped in my car you threw it right at your mom out, right in her face <laughs> i went to the bank stood in line for three hours mm-hmm. Withdrew forty dollars, and I was like, "Okay, do the do the math. I have forty dollars left to my name now, but I'm going to go <laughs> buy this album." And then, luckily, I found it used, so it was like you know cheaper. Ooh. But it was all scratched up. <laughs> Unfortunately, three of the songs didn't work so, at all. 
<laughs> um, and then, yeah, it, it, this album from 2000 and beyond became like part of my world. And, and to the point going into 2001, where I was just like, well, every album is going to sound like this, right? Like every album is going to touch me in this way. And, and, and it, it didn't happen, but I could always go back to this album and uh, and and even as the subsequent albums came out, I would always come back to this album to like view a, like the band almost in its purest form. I would definitely say this is my favorite album from them. I can't say it's their best, mm. but it's my favorite. There is a very um, particular distinction between a favorite album and a best album from a from an artist. So right. I, I definitely understand that. So as you delve deeper into the the harmonies on the later albums, you come back to this album where you're like, oh shit, they were already kind of doing that yeah. with Frashanti and, and Anthony Kiedis and um, mixed in with, you know, Frashanti doing his, you know, simplistic guitar work slash like heavy guitar work. Um, yeah. Like, and this Prashanti is the band. all over the place, like in a good way with this album. And that's right. like one of the highlights of Californication for me too. And of course, you know, if you've, if you've been following, you know, how we've been talking about Chili Peppers the last couple of weeks, like this, you know, Frashanti's back. Uh, uh, Dave Navarro is no more. Uh, he's busy doing Goodbye. reality shows with his ex-wife, Carmen Electra, I think it was, right? But whatever. Good for him. <laughs> Live your best life, D- Dave Navarro. <laughs> hopefully staying clean. Um, but, the, the, but this was like my first introduction to this band. Cause I knew none of their previous work except for give it away and under the bridge. Yeah. You probably just heard these big singles, right? Yeah. So like jumping into this, not knowing anything about their history, just assuming that everything was going to be this good. Yeah. I was sorely mistaken going backwards. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I vivid memories of just having this one in my car for a long, long time and then taking breaks from it and going back to it. Um, I, I always, obviously the singles are, are huge standouts, but the buried gems in this one, mm. this velvet glove savior right on time, road tripping, get on top. I mean, <laughs> I could go on and on with this. Yeah. Those, um, those are sprinkled very um, smartly throughout the album too you know especially going into this knowing all those big singles right going going back to this like these singles yeah. have been everywhere we we all know them we all love them i, I think for all the singles like um there aren't a bad there, there's no there's no bad one right there's no there's none of that like nope. oh this is like the safe one right this is this is definitely <laughs> the label one but no this like all these right. singles are fucking right. great <laughs> Um, and then like tracks 11 and 12, we got this velvet glove and savior is like for Shanti at his like experimental gloriness mixed in with the harmonizing. And then you, you, you go back and you hear the earlier songs and then you start hearing some of those, those, those layers mm. that are there with his harmonizing and his guitar work. And then, yeah, a, a couple of sex jams, you know, you're, you're just going to get that. There's a couple of sex jams <laughs> on here, you know, I mean, Anthony, you got Anthony Kiedis writing credits. So you're, of course you're going to have some sex jams. For me, they're very fun to listen to. <laughs> so, <laughs> they're um, not I, as I, like I, gross as like the previous right. sex jams. Uh, you know, maybe <laughs> gross is not the right word to put it, but like, or skeevy, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the word I'm trying to conjure up is, but yeah, they didn't feel like they were 
out of place or just like, oh, I got to skip this song, you know? Right, right. And then, like, I, I can remember this is when I saw them live in, in 2000. Like, I, I had absorbed this album. I knew nothing about their history. And then I go to see them live with STP and, uh, you know, get in my first mosh pit. And I'm just like scared to death the entire time because I've never experienced this before, except for, you know, hearing all the bad stories of people dying in mosh pits and thinking, I don't know if I'm going to survive the night, but I'm going to try to have a good time here. <laughs> if only I could tell um, my mom I loved her one more time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can remember them playing I Like Dirt, which was just like such an interesting choice of a song there. And my friend, Chris leaning, leaning over to me, like, did he say, I like Dick? <laughs> I was like, no dude, it's, I like dirt. You haven't heard this album apparently, but that's okay. Whatever. <laughs> and then road tripping is a really incredible closer. It right is there. dude, your- man. With like how fun Ooh. this album can be road tripping is just somber and it's just kind of introspective. Mm-hmm. And it's such a mm-hmm. cool way to like, close out this very eccentric album right yes and you got perfect harmonies in there with Frashanti just doing the acoustic thing um it's it's practically a perfect album i i don't care for the track porcelain it doesn't seem to fit but you know it is what it is i guess yeah, I, everything I, yeah, else i didn't is, have is a great. problem with porcelain personally but of course you know i'm, I'm new to this or fresh freshly new to this album right mm-hmm. but um the more I listen to it now, 20 something years later and listening again to the subtleties of Frashanti's very soft, somber guitar work following mm-hmm. Anthony's vocals. I'm just like, Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. But no, I don't like this song. I haven't, I haven't liked this song for 20 years. I'm not going to change it now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stick to your guns, dude. No, but right. You're, you're, right. you're right. You keep bringing up John Frashanti's melodies here. And at this mm-hmm. point too, um, I, I know like when I started his um, solo albums, like his, you know, this was after uh, even Californication came out about, I believe. Right. Right. Because yeah, to record only water came out in 2001. So that, so I, you know, jumped in with this album, like a whole bunch and then going into, to record only water. And you're just like, ah, yeah, so it's strange, you know, going back mm-hmm. and listening to those record water songs. I'm like, what's wrong with your voice, dude? <laughs> exactly so exactly and i mean that's just what he what the sound he wanted for that yeah and Um, maybe it also has to do with like the producer too because like they recorded with rick rubin again mm -hmm. for uh californication so you know and he's a very uh you know like and and it's like a big budget type of thing right and so it's i I think they're trying to get those better performances out of their musicians but but um, and it definitely worked. This is yeah. this is now my number sixty six album of all time after Execute much album sixty six. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, can I? Can I? Sh- that's where it's at for today. Can I share with you my favorite um, lyrics from Californication? I have them here in my notes here. Yes, you may. Uh, so yes. I mean, it's from a song that we all probably know and love. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and sing the song for you. I know, I know for sure. Ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. I know, I, mean, I we... know it's you. A ding dong, ding dong. <laughs> That's definitely I, we, racial, we, right? We never, we never understood why he did that for that particular track. I, I, I think he's trying um, to be, ra- I think he's trying to be like racially 
funny for Asians, right? Is that is that what that is? I, I guess because the song is like it, the know. song itself like invokes like cultures of, like, around the world. It's it's right. about like unity Every- from the world, and then he like makes like a racial thing about Asians. <laughs> I, I, I never have gotten it. I've never read anything about it. I don't know why they would have left that in the album, but that to me is how it came it, off. So it's like, oh, I was uh-huh. like immediately because I, I didn't remember that too from you know listening to this from like twenty one, twenty two years ago. So like you know, so it's like it, it was weird, <laughs> but you know, it, it's it's whatever. You know, if if it wasn't supposed to be um, uh, written that way, then like okay, I, I, that's just me. Then it was it was it was probably you know what what he came up with when he was trying to come up with lyrics when he's singing over it sure and then you know you just you just make up like that dave matthews thing like (laughs) so they kept they kept in the scat i don't know why (laughs) yeah it it just it just came especially because it's supposed to be like a we're talking he's bringing up cultures from around oh here it is here it is oh Tell the me. different final chorus originates from a, a request from Flea's daughter. While writing the album in Flea's garage, his daughter would listen to their songs. At the time of the writing, Kiedis was struggling to come up with lyrics for the songs, so just filled it in with scat. When a final draft of the album was made and Flea's daughter listened to the final version, she was disappointed that the scat had been removed. So on the final version of the song, in the last chorus, the original scatting vocal was used. <laughs> okay, so if that's what it is, then like I'm just being... You know, I'm I'm imparting my own like bias into it, so it's it's fine. I'm 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 glad we know this now because good, I never good. knew it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well then, my only kind of like off-put thing about this album has been resolved. Good, I'm glad we talked about this. So you're gonna jump into by the way, by the way, I'm baby. Very excited, very excited to hear your perception on this because again, I think it's their best. Again, not my favorite. Mm-hmm. There is it's a difference. Still, like, it's like a 13 out of 16 oh. for my rating system. So it doesn't go on my, my top 100 list anywhere, but so you're saying it's trash. Okay. The song. <laughs> so remember from 1999 to 2002, I mean, that was like three years that's right a, there. That's it wasn't like big it wasn't, break for it wasn't, a gigantic band. Right. It, it wasn't like 09 to 2012. That was like three years, you know, it just like flew right by. This was in music for the world, for everything. It was a big, long change of everything. Yes. The world changed because of a few people who decided (laughs) to do a terror. Right. And Nickelback was all the And also Nickelback um, (laughs) had to do their thing. They know what they did. So this this is a a big shift in the sound, obviously. I mean, you've heard the singles for this one. Um, you've heard, by the way, you've heard Zephyr. I love the Zephyr song. Zephyr song. Um, so it, it, it's just not like what Californication was, but thematically and emotionally and musically, it takes all of the right risks to make it into something that is really special. And I hope that you agree with that. That is exciting. I, I said. I said last year, and I think I'm still on record in believing this, that tracks 11 through 16 of this album are better than most bands' entire discography. And I know I'm already I'm already overhyping this greatly, but that's what those six tracks <laughs> kind of mean for me. Well, I'm very excited many, many to go ways. in on this next week and listen to Warm Tape. 
I'm also listening, very excited to listen mm. to Venice Queen. Mm. Oh my god, that's I'm closer. very excited to listen to Cabron. Oh my god, if you don't like that song, I will be in shock. <laughs> I'm just beat. I'm just, I'm just judging a book by its cover, as one does. I know, I know. Um, but but again, now you know, you know the history. You know what to expect, and this is where they like push that envelope even further to where like majority of people were not fans of this album. Oh, good! I'm out. gonna fucking love this then. <laughs> but because they were just like, oh, it's it sounds too radio friendly, blah blah blah. Oh. Um, that was it was it was all that kind of stuff. Um, but but this was like Frushanti coming out of you know, the, the, to record only water stuff. Mm-hmm. He was recording shadows collide with people at the same time as this, or at least working on the two together. Um, there's a, there's a few tracks on here that I, I just don't like throw away your television. Not my favorite track, uh, a couple others. Um, but I, I hope that you enjoy this as much as I do. I know it's very long. I know what we've said about 68 minute albums in the past, but I think you'll enjoy this just as much as I do. Well, I mean, for the most part, I am really enjoying like diving into this band's history too. And I'm enjoying like the weird kind of takes that they, that they go. I'm I'm enjoying the weird musical direction that this is at this blending of funk with pop and with punk and with like pop Mm -hmm. rock. It's, it's a very unique blend and I'm, and it's cool that I'm getting like this deep dive into this, right. Instead of just the, just the singles that we've been inundated with for 20 plus years. So, you know, by the way, I'm very excited to, you know, dive in over here, especially with all the hype that you've been, um, you know, throwing my way, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take it as it is, of course, as, as best I can. I'm not going to, I can't get the hype completely out of my head listening to this, but I know I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. (laughs) If you're excited about an album, I want to hear it. Right. I want to hear why you're excited about this album. Right. And then knowing that like I, all that time I waited for this album to come out and then to be like rewarded Ooh, from, from what I thought, there you go. especially by, by track three, which was like, wow, like this is totally the song I wanted to hear after all of this waiting that I feel like it was. Cause it, it was a long fucking time. In this time, <laughs> from, did you, from ch- even from two- did you check out any of their past albums during this interim? I probably purchased blood sugar sex magic okay. around that time but i can't be too sure if i bought that after i listened to this one or not but i can imagine you just listening um, to like californication over and over again and just like imagining what the future holds right that right. we, we've all been there so, too like if we find out if we find an album that we love and we just we want and we, we and we come up with our own hype in our head after like a two three sometimes longer year yes. wait and just and to have and, and in those few instances when you're patience is rewarded and like you get something that that meets or exceeds your expectations like i can't like it was working oh that's so cool dude like i can't wait and that was and and to hear for solo stuff in there and just be like oh i'm still kind of on the fence about this and then to hear it like blossom on by the way cool and 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 then go back to record only water and you're like oh now like these elements are falling into place because i remember telling people like well who didn't like this album in 2002 like well did you listen to Frashanti solo stuff Ah, i don't even listen to that (laughs) (laughs) solo albums (laughs) yeah so um all right 
So I hope that you enjoy it as much as I do. I'm excited, man. I really am. And, you know, at this point, like I said, listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers and getting a pretty good understanding of them and even off air talking with you and your wife about this band. Like, I, I, also, I also forgot that your wife really liked this band. So, like, it was, it was really cool getting that reminder. But, um, but yeah, so I, I'm excited uh, going forward. Yes, this was the, one of the best shows I ever went to was in 2003 when they played and we sat in the back of the forum, but I'll save that for next week. Very cool, dude. So, Very excited. As you continue down the Frashanti journey. Yeah, so now we are on his, uh, f- uh, well, the fourth one that you recommended to me, the, the Will to Death. So this is, of course, following up with Shadows Collide with People. Fucking love that album, man. You know, so we're going man, into so. just a few months later, at least for the release schedule here. We're in June 2004. And, uh, you know, again, I went into this with like, I tried to mellow my expectations a little bit. And as far as like a mellow expectations, I think it met it, right? I I, 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 I definitely like Shadows Collide with People a lot more. Um, I think that's just mm-hmm. a fantastic freaking record. But uh, like, there's some good surprising elements here in The Will to Death um didn't blow me away though so it was just a nice pleasant like palate cleanser while listening to like californication it is a a step down with the with the production obviously and um i think then that's what he was kind of going going towards he wanted since they put so much time and effort into shadows he was like i want to take a step back from that they made sure they did no more than two takes per track in very minimalist fashion. Mm. Um, and, you know, this is just, in my opinion, this is just him just soaring on his own really, really well. Cause like, he does, like all the instruments aren't there to cover up anything. It's just like him doing his thing. And there's some great tracks on here. Like the first, I don't know. It's an 11 out of 12 for me altogether. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so the first, the first 10 tracks altogether are great. Um, a loop. Track seven, I think, is like one of the best songs. Oh, that's yeah, that was the highlight for me for sure. Was was that song? Ooh. Very. And cool and, and I so, wanted more songs like that too. Uh, but you know, not not any of the songs were bad. I don't think this was a bad album. Uh, it's just you know, coming mm-hmm. off of um, shadows is just you know. I, and, and again, I tried to go in like with meddling my my expectations. So um, so I, I think I got what I expected. You know, going into mm-hmm. it, but you know, I, I would have liked to be blown away you know again but it's it it does not every album has to be like you know the greatest album in the world but this is still like a pleasant thing and i could see myself revisiting this album uh in the future as well yeah it's one of those like like take take some breaks from it and when you come back to it and again you're just looking for all the different layers and trying to figure out what everything is going on because there's there's a lot yeah to the mix and you know earlier in the episode too we talked a little bit about how like Landon Tour is using his solo projects to kind of like maybe experiment and get some ideas out there. And I guess this right. is probably something similar, right? Like John and like Josh were totally. like, you know, just kind of experimenting and, and, and working on mm-hmm. new tones and new, new different like guitar, uh, guitar tones together. Right. And like, there's, like exactly. I said, there's like a lot of surprising stuff on this and a lot of the stuff just like really stood out. Like, Oh, like, wow. That, like, that was a really great, like, guitar solo or that was a really cool like transition or things like that so mm-hmm. so it's, it's cool to hear those little it's almost like kind of peeking behind the curtain almost of like the creative process mm-hmm. except this is an album right 
and even like just where he where he decides to throw in little guitar solo elements um just kind of they surprise you out of nowhere so that's what those are just those little things that it's fun to go back to and and pick up on yeah so like Um, for like music composition nerds this might be like a a good album to kind of dissect a little bit right and 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 and, and listening to it side by side with red hot chili peppers especially now that he's back in the band at least from where i'm listening to it's so cool to Mm -hmm. like to to compare and contrast like like oh this you know he you he i can see how you know how he learned to do these cool weird transitions from this solo album and like you know kind of iterate that into like chili peppers or something like that right exactly so uh, it's similar vibe on inside of emptiness uh this is this is definitely the the minimalist trifecta uh portion curtains is going to strip it back almost completely acoustic mm, okay. so, uh, but for me that was like the best one out of all of these <laughs> so, inside of emptiness uh, in- no curtains oh is, curtains is cool the stripped back version. yeah do you like it be- but inside do you of like it the most is- because it's so like like mm. minimalist yes yes definitely um and then inside of emptiness uh yeah this one is is a nine out of ten album for me um and again similar vein nothing nothing to like blow you away like wow he's never done that before but just again the songs the songs speak for themselves nice that out that that album title too has a lot to live up to (laughs) (laughs) of course and then yeah when you get to curtains like i said that one was recorded extremely minimalistic uh mostly on acoustic guitar he just basically said i was sitting on the floor of omar rodriguez lopez's apartment and we recorded this album and for me it's like it's perfect cool dude but we'll get there Another I am excited. Right? Coming, coming, up, coming up pretty quickly as well. So, yeah, I think that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining us again, and thank you for your patience. I know we took a week off, but you know, you know, sometimes we need breaks, baby. Sometimes we've got to go sightseeing in Nevada. I don't care. Go see some mermaids. Never again. Never again. <laughs> we got to We have to stop romanticizing Las Vegas. It is a. It, I've been there multiple times. You've been there multiple times. Not a good city. I know. <laughs> But at least when we go to that Raiders Chargers game, we don't have to worry about parking. Yeah. Is it walking distance from like your parents' house? Well, we'd have to get a ride from my mom, you know, like, like we're middle school. Okay. Mom. mom, mom, can you drop me off at the game, mom? God, mom. <laughs> mom, I need so much money. God. Pick me up in front of the Bellagio. God. No, mom, park a block away. I don't want anyone to see you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So yeah, one day, one day we'll do that. We'll go see a Raiders Chargers game. But you know, October is coming up. What this is the last mm, episode in September, so yeah, we're gonna go see a Chargers game. Not too long for your two for, more weeks for the birthday boy. I'm going to be older. I'm going to go see the Browns, and then we're gonna go watch some football. If you know what I mean. Ayo, um, we're gonna pull each other's <laughs> pants down and sniff each other's buttholes, and the stinkiest butthole has to buy the other one a hot dog. Please, please don't use that analogy. Ever again. <laughs> It wasn't me, man. It was Landon Tours. Anyway. <laughs> I successfully blocked it out years ago. Okay. Stop bringing it back. I can't. I can't. It lives rent free in my head. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, so fun stuff happening. And the end of the year is coming up too. You know, I, I, 
uh, I have a few albums uh, in October that I'll be checking out. So I think probably now is, is or soon is a, is a good time to start go revisiting the albums from uh, the beginning of the year. Just kind of refresh my memory and maybe get some November more. November 1st for me. You're going to reverse? I said November 1st, November 1st is my day. Just like every that. year. Yeah. Just like every year. It's okay. So yeah. I'll, There's I'll a probably, lot of albums. Yeah. I'll probably be starting um, sometime soon. Yeah, I know we have like, uh, are you, are you going to check out that Can't Swim album? didn't even know about it okay well so. oh that's the thing i wanted to tell you they they announced a new album and you have officially marked 15 albums from uh that that came out in 2020 to 2021 so your score Dang. multiplier has now been increased from one to 1. 1.5 because i was in such a good fucking mood and <laughs> baby the draft is so close dude you have you also have one album coming out on uh on your draft pick that's coming out on october 29th that's free points and depending on the nature of your points if you get at least a four on that you're gonna win so uh and and i think with the fan base of that band that 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 album's gonna score pretty high and i think it's very likely one of your bets it's gonna come true my chemical romance releases nothing in 2020 um so <laughs> that'll also increase your bet multiplier so it's looking like adam's gonna win the the, the bets for this year but anything can happen oh the bets have been very exciting this year so i'm very excited to see where That's we're gonna turn up very interesting i don't remember can't swim releasing anything last year and if they did i did not listen to it they did let me look it up because i have my spreadsheet open it was an EP. Yes, it was. Someone who isn't me EP that came out in uh, December 4th. Wow. I did not even hear about that one. You were probably... Or maybe I did, but... Well, I think by that time we already recorded our end of the year shit, so... Oh, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that one had, like, Adam Lazara in it. It had, like, a bunch of features that so was pretty cool. Overall, the EP was, like, fine, but, like, you know... It, it, but it doesn't matter because they released an EP in 2020 and they released a they're releasing an LP in 2021. That's all. It's all you care about. Yes, um, we last listened to them in 2018. That's right. The last LP yeah. won't pass. Wow. Okay. I have to go back and re review that one. Yeah. So we also got Don cool. Rocco that we're both excited for. We're probably going to pass over uh, Bullet for My Valentine unless somebody tells us to check that out. You know. So. Oh, I'll, I'll be listening to that one. Don't worry. Okay. Then I'll, I'll listen you know. to it with you. I I, I liked the last <laughs> two enough. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're okay yeah um we got i'm gonna listen to that tom morello album oh yeah so same as me yeah. it, we just got an announcement too that brian fallon is releasing a like a christmas slash hymns album in november as well and we got slant plant with iridescent Sil silent Planet. how about ian ian miles the guitar player for creeper has a solo album coming out on october 15th is that Are right you, i'm I'm gonna check it out. October fifteenth. Huh? Okay, it. cool. That's the same yeah. day as uh, the new Ice Nine Kills album. That uh, that publicity stunt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know much about that band myself. No, I mean it, it's Most it's fun, kind of like oh, this song is about that movie you like. Ian Miles, right. you said. Ian Miles. It's called Truest Blue. Truest. Um, and I'm like, Ooh. well, he's half half or maybe a third of the writing force of Creeper, so. I might end up liking this, but he's he doesn't have any other solo projects, so I figured I'd check it out since I only had one other album that day. Well, very cool because then, like now, October looks to be a busy month as well. Now, so cool. Well, are you are you 
are you going to listen to Jerry Cantrell on October 29th since you're officially a fan? I fucking am now. Let me write that down. Okay. <laughs> Jerry Cantrell. All right. What's the name it's of the album? Bright- Brighton. Brighton. And it's only, it's only like 40 minutes. So I think that'll be. What did he plus, record that maybe? on the shitter or something? Like, <laughs> that's, a, that's very short for Jerry Cantrell. Right. It's only nine tracks, and the ninth track is a Elton John cover. Oh fuck so, yeah! Hell yeah! I'm, I'm like, that. I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable about this album <laughs> so far. <laughs> Have you heard anything from it yet? No, singles? no. I, I, the, the single the, there has been a single, but I'm not gonna listen. Okay, let's go in cold, you and me. Okay. So yeah, October then, is still a busy month, and you know, so the end of the year is coming up, dude. Yeah, Adam's birthday. We'll probably do something fun, some recording uh, on, on there that coincide with me with the podcast or something. But we'll figure it out. We got a couple yes. weeks to go. Okay, cool. All I'm right, ready. guys. So that'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you again for tuning in, and uh, I apo- apologies if you the listener have tried to click on any of the links. I assure you that the links will be working this time going forward. <laughs> I can't apologize enough. I really hate that. Like, you know, the, I hate the idea that somebody might have been like wanting to check out our stuff and like was unable because of my ineptitude but yeah check out our discord please join us if you if you if you want to join in on the fun in between episodes uh you know join in on the bi-we i'll swally as well or other recommendations and that's where we share like music news as well um so you know we, we have a great community down there so please join us if you if you so wish uh and tune in to the uh next episode of the skinny most likely uh, in the next week but uh you know anything can happen i might go to vegas go check out some mermaids so you know so. go for it <laughs> for my co-host adam i'm your co-host mike and like we say every week when we of course pull down our pants and see who <laughs> has the stinkiest butthole <laughs> oh man um just like can't swim said this too won't pass <laughs> dude you're so quick that's what I love about not only having you as a co-host, but as a friend. You're so fucking like quick. You've always got like the coolest fucking thing to yeah. say, dude. I was just—it's just because I, I, just I was looking it up on my 2018 list, it's my number 30 album of uh, that year. So it wasn't too exciting for me at the time. Yeah, this this episode is brought to you in part by 2018 album titles. <laughs> <laughs>